I am unashamed. What about you? So, so what? Just to explain to our audience, our, our one of our young cameramen and podcast guys, Connor. He shows up to, of course, everybody's getting long and shaggy. You know, I hadn't been able to even think about a haircut. I don't even know where my, my person's bunkered down somewhere. And apparently, Connor comes in looking like a, one of these high sidewall haircuts this morning. Yep. And he's got a big hickey on his neck. Yeah. So, Are you are you married? Yeah, he's, oh, married. Okay. he's still newly married, which is why you get hickeys on your neck when you've been married I about three months. I haven't seen someone with a hickey since high school. <laughs> Sorry, Jay said, man. "Is Hickey still a thing?" I was like, "Well, it is for Connor." Yeah, <laughs> I kind of—I don't know. My wife and I kind of graduated. Connor, out of Hickey no, she couldn't even that. get to your neck. What are you talking about? Well, she, that's, that's why he's got the high sidewalls. I'm not sure why you're having such a problem with a barber. Just cut your hair. Well, I mean, I don't we just saw it off. I, I, I mean, look, when I, I cut I'm not my a hair, barber. I I just look in the mirror and I'll grab it and I'll well, cut it. You just answered your own question as to why I don't do that. That's this is not what I'm going for. So I haven't well, been to I a barber. A, I have a hairstyle. Ten I years. Have a, I have a commit confession to make. Uh oh. Uh oh. Since the quarantine started and all that stuff, but I will have to admit, uh, it occurred to me five minutes ago hearing y'all talk. That I have not bathed in a week. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking I just come wow. off the river running trot lines and all that. And I'm like I just didn't think about it. Why do I feel the need to get out of here and run? If the coronavirus I mean, happened to hit me anyway, it's still there. Well, I, I sure like, didn't put any soap and water on. Night. Well, that oh. makes me feel like my nose is not working because I really well, don't smell you, and I don't know if I'm actually. Used to. I don't smell me, so I think I'm all right. <laughs> When I smell me, bad time. <laughs> I'm going to be smelling the entire. <laughs> That's right. Now, now we're going to be wondering what that smell is. <laughs> oh, gee. I've gained five pounds in the last three weeks. Just really? From, with crawfish, catfish, shrimp. I mean, look, we, we're just. You're basically sitting because you're, oh. you're in the high profile zone so yeah, they're telling the you high to, risk i haven't seen three vehicles in the last month <laughs> that you know like service people the mail lady still i see her drive by and drop the mail in the box down there yeah she's on up the road but 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 besides that i don't I, well i, I mean, found them i found the people yesterday you want to know where they are yesterday jay says let's go fishing i'm like sure what else do i have to do so we go down here to the big trophy bass lake they got down here you know it's about an hour drive or whatever and we actually drove in separate vehicles which look weird because it's like the coronavirus fear but i had to go to the grocery store after and you know i wait till right before it closes and we found this brand new grocery store in the middle of nowhere so it's not as much traffic so it's a little easier so we go when we pulled up to the dock i mean when we came over the hill where the dock is it looked like the fourth of july I mean, there was not a parking place. Now, everybody in the world down here, they're fishing. Yeah. And Social distance is look, perfect. They, they had these neon signs like you put on the side of the road during road construction that, you know, say slow down or construction. And it, it, it had all these messages. There were different ones. It was like, do not congregate, which I was surprised they had it spelled right. <laughs> <laughs> and look, it's like uh, it's a groups of people will be sighted, you know. So look, I'm looking at this scene because I I just couldn't believe it. Because I mean, they shut the boat docks down. Jay told me a week ago because I guess people were congregating at the boat dock. Well, look, so, and there was nobody that didn't work. Either. Well, there was nobody congregating except right under one of the signs. <laughs> there's a group of rednecks, and it looked like a family. There was seven or eight of them. And I'm, they're right up under the sign. The picnic area is under the sign, which I said, I guess they can't read. I mean, that's what my first thought was. And Jay was like, probably not. And the the leader of the family, the, the male, he's crotch deep fishing, catching one every cast. And they are screaming every time he catches one. And I'm like, well, you can't fix stupid. You know, they're just... But then it hit me. I thought, these people, because I can say that, because that was us, what, when I was a kid? Oh, yeah. That was us. 
I mean, these people have the immune system of a family of buzzards. Oh, yeah. They you know what I mean? Anything. You couldn't yeah. kill them if you tried. Because you walked through stuff. I mean. They it, were barefoot, yeah. you know, and I just thought, you know what? That That's, I can only make fun of them because that used to be us. Yeah. And then when we got out there on the lake, look, I was way more fearful of my life of being just run over <laughs> all the boats. There's a thousand boats out there, and look, they're all going wide open. And I bet you ten different times during the fishing, I would say, if that guy doesn't turn right or left, we're fixed to die. And Jay's like, oh no, they they'll they'll sit. They're just coming wide open at the last second. Yeah, you because know, you know yeah. they're drinking beer and everything else out there. So it's a pandemic. You know what I mean? Let's go. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I was shocked. And so here we are in the middle of all this. Well, Jay, I, I learned something yesterday. This is my son-in-law, Jay Stone. Yeah. And I would call him a professional fisherman, and I see. He's so, pretty good. He's, so we went, after the, we went after the chinky pants because it's full moon, and it's a long story, but they're a mysterious fish. And if you catch the moon just right when they're spawning, I mean, you can catch them by the hundreds, and they're huge. They're, they're huge, and they're delicious. They're, they're Back tasty. in the day, we call them a mason perch. Well, how they got the name Mason, I don't know. Really? Mason Perch. Yeah, well, somebody in Georgia. Chinky Pen, Mason Perch. Well, these are so hybrid Chinky Pen. I mean, the, they get up huge. to two and a half pounds. I mean, they're just They're monsters. big as big Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we were after. And we caught three or four. But it wasn't happening. And so Jay's like, forget this. Let's go catch the crappie. So I thought we were going to go fishing. What he does, he drives around. He has a state-of-the-art, uh, you know, tracking what do you call sonar. it fish tracker. Yeah, sonar you're looking at the bottom of the lake in kind of 3d i mean his goes out a hundred feet on all sides not only are you looking at the bottom and you can and see the fish under the water you see the shadows like so he, he has all these tops under the water which it says everywhere there's signs do not you know put tops in the lake and you, you can't go <laughs> 20 feet and you see a top that somebody's put out because you see the cinder block. You can see the actual cinder block tied to it. It's so, about every 20 So what feet. you're saying is the signs basically at Candy Lake are not working. I mean, those people are not. It's bad. embarrassing. I mean, you look at what's there. Stuff that you wouldn't believe. You know, I mean, they got under their tires. The city dwellers are listening to what you're saying. Yeah. And they're like, you know, that bunch of idiots. Oh, I know. I'm but just, you're catching fish in a, in the midst of it all. Well, that's right. Did I'm, y'all get on I'm the? Try, did did well, you catch the crappie? So after an hour of driving around at one mile per hour, thinking I was going to die from a boat crash, <laughs> he he has a little buoy, and he he flipped that buoy out. He went, oh oh good. I was thinking, I was rolling my eyes, thinking, okay, you've been driving around an hour. I'm bored out of my mind. Look, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and now. We found the spot right in the middle of the lake. There ain't a bush, a stick. So we pull off from it, and he said, okay, throw four feet to the left of the buoy. I was, I was thinking, are you actually kidding me? Because I didn't look at the graph. He said, come look. I said, I don't want to look at that thing. <laughs> I throw four feet, and look, he said, count to 11, because the water's deep. And I was thinking, well, why would I count to 11 before I threw it? And he's like, well, that's going to put you right above the top. If you get to 13, you're going to get hung. So count to 11 and start reeling very slowly. I thought, okay, sir. <laughs> so I throw out there, I count to 11. Like, a, yeah, I felt just like an idiot. I rolled about three times, and it was just boom, boom. I said, good, great, fat, lucky joke. Because <laughs> I was first thinking, cast. first you got to see the thing, then you got to throw the buoy, then you got to position yourself. And well, everybody's watching us. What size was this crappie? As big as they grow. I mean, I thought it was a bass, and it come up there in just a slab. And so I said, well, Jay, I feel weird because I said, you're right. All right, there was one there. All right, I'll give you that. He said, oh, there's way more than one. And I said, but everybody, you're showing everybody your hole. He's like, oh, it, they can't catch them. You have to do exactly what I'm doing. He said, they don't have the equipment. So we're fixed to put on a show here. Well, I throw back in there. Look, next cast, which he catches one. While he's reeling his in, I bump, I got another one. <laughs> so it's a three for three. Three for three. Look, the first 15 casts, we went from having three chicken pen. Now we got 15 crappie, big as they grow, and the three chicken pen. Make a long story short. 
I would say we caught 50 keepers right there. Of course, then I was ready to go. I was like, well, how many do you need? But then he wanted on the way back to check all his other little findings. So we're still going one mile per hour. So we'd pull up to one and catch two. And he'd say, okay. And the good news is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I just looked in my ice box. We we got we call them ice boxes. Y'all call them the fridge, refrigerator, but I, we call them ice boxes. You say, how come you call a refrigerator an ice box? Because when I was a boy raised, you would go get twenty five pounds of ice, put them inside the ice box. Well, to, that's to what keep kept your, your milk cold. and your and your, and your stuff. Mm-hmm. You wanted to refrigerate. Right. All it was was a block of ice that you got uptown about. Three or four miles, you drive to town, get a block of ice, put it in there. You get four, five, six days out of it a week, but then you go get you another block of ice. So we call them ice boxes. But I looked in our ice box, y'all would call it a fridge, <laughs> and I saw filleted crappie in a plastic bag. Well, I already had catfish. I, I'm, I got a constant stream of catfish coming out of the river that we've been eating. Because you've been on your – in the woods or now in the quarantine sure. on the show, you've been showing how to do trot lines. Showing them nets, how to catch yeah. fish during the pandemic because if you run out of food, well, we have a river and flooded timber for miles, yeah. and it's just full of fish, crawfish. It's full of catfish and bass and crap. So we just have a constant supply. I'm just showing them during the pandemic times get hard. You say – you 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 could survive for years. Right. Oh, I fished more in the last month yeah. than I fished in the last three years. So when yeah. I saw those, I said, "What are these? What's where? Where those crappie come from?" They said, "Stone sent them to you." So I knew he and I, that 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 re that that uh, proves that they they pull off what they said they pull off. Because well, you so got we the fixed them. But by the way, ladies and gentlemen, a great way to fix crappie, uh, you fillet them. Take the skin off of them, take the rib cage out, and now you have a boneless fillet. I took them, I salt and black peppered them, put some peanut oil on the stove, and turned it, turned the fire on wide, wide open. I took the crappie, put salt and black pepper, <laughs> took a squirt thing of mustard, and you hose it down with mustard. Sounds get, terrible, but you uh, never, you would it, never know the mustard you, was on there. You would never know. I'm just yeah. saying. And you get it, you get them coated with mustard, yeah. roll them around in. And instead of meal, you put flour, put flour. So all you have is salt and black pepper, mustard, much of crappie. They're filleted. There's no bones there for the children and all that. And you roll them around, put flour in there, roll the flour around. Now you have a, a, a batter. So your batter is mustard and flour. The peanut oil starts getting where it does sizzle a little bit, put a little flour in there. You cook those for about, I'd say, four minutes to five minutes, golden brown. Take them out, and you fry up your fish. Well, I had just a platter of filleted crappie that Jason Stone were so nice to bring me some. I didn't mm-hmm. know where they came from. It's because you're the pattern for me. It's a pecking order in, in, <sighs> in the south, the oldest one standing. They'll bring him fish, and, and they'll yeah. bring him ducks and squirrels, yeah. no matter pandemic or not. But the old dog. See, I'm the I'm the oldest dog around here. And then the uh, old brother were out there. That you'd be the patter for me. That's you're, right. Yeah, you're the you're the patriarch. <laughs> That's right. So you get. Well, get my so neighbor. I actually don't have to do anything if I don't want to. I just sit there, and the grub comes my way <laughs> from various underlings. It's a first fruits mentality. <clears throat> the like underlings it. beneath me. That's right. They're making sure about that. The old because you taught us all how to fish. Right. Yeah. Well, well, see, they my... kill a deer, and they'll bring by a tenderloin. They'll kill deer on land. That I own, and then they'll bring it. Bring me a tithe. It's a. It's a. It's a tithe. Have, I think Hang that's on. just respect. <clears throat> Hang on, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back because I want to talk about that. So I don't know about y'all, but like I get a lot of packages in my house. Do you get a lot of packages at your house? Oh, I haven't noticed a lot of stuff coming and going, but I don't look into packages. Yeah, so you're not so because you're assuming it's mom, right? It's chat, for her. Chat. Well, that's what happens to me. This stuff shows up at my house all the time, but it's all Lisa, Lisa, Anna, Lisa, Anna. So I don't get to none of us get too excited about a package sitting outside, right? Well, so I finally found some people that are sending something that I like. Uh, these folks they have an organization called Bespoke Post. And they have what they send. They call it a box of awesome. Some stuff shows up at my house once a month, and I'm looking for it now. 
And inside are awesome things like this, Dad. I figured you would like this right here. This was in my last month's bag. I've been needing one of those. Uh, this was in my box. But uh, it's what's in the bag? No, there's nothing in it, but it was just a real... Oh, that showed up. It was in a box. Oh, I it's, thought Phil was being like a kid on Christmas Day. Look, you know? Check that out, Dad. Feel the quality of that thing they, at the top. They play with the package instead of what's inside it? See what I'm saying? That ain't going to tear up easy. I don't believe What would you use that for? So what would you put in it, Dad? I'd put the, my little fold-up AR in there. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, a gun, of course. Why not? You know, because these days... It, it's, it behooves everyone. God, well, that thing's made, Jason. Okay. Talking about tough. Yeah. So here's what you do. This is the kind of stuff that I – and I, it's like I'm like a kid. I'm excited to see what's going to be in it. And so they send you stuff. It's boxofawesome.com, which is really cool to me. Box and of you awesome. don't know what you're getting. No. It's a surprise. They have really cool products. You can go and look on their website and see different things that they have. But they're going to send you this stuff, boxofawesome.com. Uh, it's a free sign-up. You can skip a month if you want to or cancel any time. Each box costs 45 bucks, but it has over $70 worth of stuff in it. So you already got a savings right off the bat. And if you, you're going to get another 20% off your first monthly box if you sign up, boxofawesome.com, and you enter the code FEEL. Enter the code FEEL at the checkout. So it's boxofawesome.com, FEEL. 20% off your first This box. sounds like a great thing for husbands to do for their wives and then take credit for it. Yeah. Just send them a box of, box yeah. of awesome every month. Yeah. I love it. It's mainly for men, but then that can be the fun of it. You can say, oh, I could use this. But you do it for oh. her, but then you keep it. No, I like this. Uh, Where are you going with this? Boxofawesome.com. Interfill. <laughs> oh, you don't like it? I'll take it. <laughs> Well, my neighbor, what I did, you know, since when we had Duck Dynasty, I broke up this, what's it called, HCHO, what's it called, the home the home governing body? Oh, uh, the HMO. Or is, uh, no, H- HMO. What is it? Uh, uh, housing. What? what is, <laughs> help us, producer. What is the, uh, what is the? Homeowners Association. Homeowners Association. <laughs> HOA. That's Thank you, Connor, with your hickey over uh, I've, never, I've never heard of that term. So. Well, it's one. Well, you were on that show, so you, you've just I? forgotten it. <laughs> yeah. It, but it made such an impression on you, such a delible impression. I broke up. This, I'll never forget it. <laughs> look, between the yuppie millennial movement of going more organic and that show, I broke up that rule about you can't have chickens. So now my yuppie friends uh, from California who live right next, next to me, they used to work for Willie. You know, most people in our neighborhood were either kin or – Everybody's kin but, except for that one family, yeah. and they work for us. And they're an awesome family. They're, but, they're awesome. And so they have more chickens. I mean, they're running everywhere. In their and, yard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and they're from California? Oh, yeah. They're from California. Well, because you know, they're, they're Mr. and Mrs. Every or, time organic. I see people from California, I always tell them, I shake their hand, <coughs> Not where are you from? And they'll say, you know, you know, Los Angeles, California. And I'm, I always tell them, you know, you look perfectly normal. <laughs> well, just from a visual. They look perfectly normal, but yeah. you say, you know, they're not because they're from California. <laughs> But but they look normal. Man, what was your old line you used to say when we were growing up about California? Every good thing and bad thing starts in California. Everything I've ever seen that was very good or very bad, <laughs> it originates in California. And Everything. It just sweeps across where, where the nation. Come on, I don't know, but he said that. I don't know. Years. I don't agree with that. But. So what I did was they they give me about a dozen eggs three or four, three or four, every three or four days. Well, now. That's invaluable because you can't buy an egg in a grocery store. Oh, I mean, right. they are. You can't? <laughs> no. If, you, oh, it's, if you're running low on eggs, I'm your man because I can get them. I, I'm and, not checking the food supply. I mean, that's y'all's mother. She's the one that says, you know, Dan, and she sends him to town for staples, she calls them. Well, look, staples, staples. Well, I went yesterday. But I didn't know you were. they ran out of eggs. Well, oh, look, yesterday. Bacon, bacon's another thing. I went to the good. grocery store yesterday. And look, it it looks it's like you're grocery shopping in some kind of sci-fi, you know, uh, just far futuristic type grocery store because all the workers look like Darth Vader. (laughs) 
Yeah, they have the mask. The, and they have there's plexiglass wherever they are. You, it's like it looks like bulletproof glass. You know? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, sneeze guard. That's in like the WalMarts and all that. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. I hadn't been to. A we Walmart. don't go to WalMart. But, but, but I, yes, the grocery it is store there. was. Crazy. I'm getting some information here that I, I wasn't. Oh, yeah. You know, a, I just it, it just occurred to me. Monroe, West Monroe, probably populates a hundred thousand. They're up there, but you know the thing could blow up or burn up, or <laughs> pandemic kill them all. And the scary part is, I wouldn't even know it. You know what I'm saying? I, I know exactly well, what Phil, you're saying. Yeah, you live where civilization is really not occurred. Well, that's what I'm saying. Dad was set up for quarantine. If anybody was set up for it, it was yeah, him. That you're, is true. I've you're been, looking like a I've genius. I've seen no difference. No, in the pandemic, well, pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, during pandemic. Of course, I, now, mom, her, her she gives me a different side because she's like, "Oh, your daddy, he's just doing what he always does." But I'm miserable because you know she loves to go and well, go yeah. and go, and she's like, being "Well, for a forced. while, she I noticed she's talking to the ladies now, the the, the girls in the rehabs and all. They always do that. Uh, I have made sure that uh, the the gospel goes forth no matter what we're doing. So. So it's worked out pretty well because we're making sure we have the on one day a week they get a big meal. All the homeless people over there on this part of town we're from we, we're where we meet up there. So the the grubs going out to the homeless. They have like a ham sandwich, a, a can of Vienna sausage, mm-hmm. some chips, and some of them other day some of the homeless guys they saw that they said. We want this next week. We want this same. <laughs> well, of they, course they like you do. Buy a sausage because you know you can carry it with you. Oh yeah, in your well, pocket. Right. A, and uh, we used to well, do it all the time. We're making sure the poor section. So of them, mom, we're my, feeding I, a section. I've been of proud of mom because uh, <clears throat> she's somebody's helping her. I guess it's Dan. That she's it's doing, Tony. It's she's, Tony's it's Tony. Tony. Okay, so she's doing a Zoom Bible study. Yeah. Of course, we've been meeting. Fantastic. Me and Jay's been meeting with our church staff by Zoom. You know, with all our church stuff we're doing too. So it's a weird. By the way, know, boys, I, but, I like the uh, the Romans chapter twelve. In view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Don't conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of mind. You'll find out what God's will is. That Romans twelve. We are practicing that. It doesn't bother us at all if the health authorities say don't congregate anymore. We didn't even miss a beat. They they're going through the computer wires and meeting them that way, you know. And people are lined up to be baptized. The gospel's going out through us talking here today. It's fixing to go out of here. So we're looking at it like, well, what's? I the- actually think the church has kind of flourished. Uh, the no, I'm not in. I do too. And yeah, I'm kind of a volunteer. I guess we all are well, in a way. But even with the church leader, I mean, y'all included me in it because we help with the worship and all. But you know, they're really working hard to bring as much comfort as possible mm-hmm. to the ones you talked about, the widows sure. and the or- orphans, and and the you know the homeless and all that. But they're also just being real creative. None of that is Bible study. Well, and, and, and our church does a food bank, so like, and now we're doing it drive-through style, which you know we still got to be careful because you got all this food that's there. But I mean, they've come up with a way to still help families. Actually, you know, if you look church. at it, it's uh, and and think about it, the world at the at the time when. God became flesh, Jesus. The the Roman world at that time, look, Al, there was no freedom of speech and freedom of assembly and none of those nah. This was not a this this was not a democratic republic, the right. Roman Empire. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. So they had their righteous Romans and all that, but they were they were pretty uh how shall I say, pretty brutal about people mm-hmm. of that day. And they were unkind, the governing authorities and the Jews toward the apostles. They were; it, it, it was a tough. I remember, tough deal. Uh, but, oh, yeah. but that's the way they did. Think about it: when everything had to be word of mouth, Al had to be word of mouth, or nothing. The message doesn't come well, out. <clears throat> there were no computers. There were no cell phones. You say it is amazing that those guys and gals of the first century brought the kingdom of God and the gospel of Jesus. Preached that message and it literally went worldwide in that time frame. It's pretty amazing. Well, even now though, Dad, like I was talking to Mike this morning, our One Kingdom ministry. He's talking to these guys in India and other places in the world. 
where they're on lockdown too because <clears throat> they're trying not to get the virus. But lockdown there means something totally different to us here. You bet. Lockdown there means if you're out and they catch you, you're going to jail. And plus, I mean, I'm you know, a little I mean, bit. I mean, that's it's you know you think it's a little different story. Same than, I don't know where this is going to end. And, uh, these but, same countries, they'll you know you commit a crime, they'll you know they'll shoot you in the back oh, of the yeah. head and send the bill to your parents for the bullet. This right tracking on. tracking people, and I can just my biggest worry is that we'll get used to. I mean, the the, the left lefties are rubbing their hands together. Said, so, well, they're finally getting it. They're shucking out trillions of dollars and just paying. Or the population for not working because they shut the work down. I just hope yeah, that doesn't case, take. It's a danger. I mean, in this case, I, th- I actually agree with the president. It wasn't their fault, and their, you know, it wasn't anybody's fault. And it just you're shut down. So the, and, and the they thing, shut it down. The thing, the things they deem a necessity, they're basically trying to give. Well, them the fault. fear is that but, somebody's right. The slippery slope idea. It's just like nine eleven. Then you had the Patriot. Act, which then expanded government being able to intrude in your life, and we're still paying for that one. I mean, that was this whole. But it thing. gets back to the same <laughs> illustration you've seen about you know if you give a guy who's you know a bum on the side of the road twenty dollars and he takes the twenty dollars and he does something mischievous with it, that don't mean you actually weren't trying to help him out and do the right thing. That's that, true. The problem in our culture is you're always going to have people with an evil mindset try yeah. to de- take advantage. Of anything good, that's right. They just certain view it individuals as have told me, "Well, why in the world would you, you know, those homeless guys? You know, it's their fault. I mean, what are you doing helping them?" And they've come up with a, a thousand different reasons why to we shouldn't. Why we should not help the poor? <laughs> right. How, but we just keep helping them. Saying, well, listen, we still have a responsibility to be smart. I, I love it how y'all don't. You don't give them money, and you don't. Yeah. You know, you give them. You give them food, and I mean, we do the food same cards. Thing. You I know. told that whole story about the eggs and the chickens because I was getting to the point that I I cleaned up a lot of fish, which is a big sacrifice, and I gave them to my next door neighbor who'd been giving me the eggs. I didn't do it because they get they're giving me the you eggs. You were trading fish for eggs. Well, yeah, without really saying As it. As a guy in that other well, what was the movie, The Sioux Indians and old what's his name? <laughs> you know, you know, good trade. <laughs> Good trade. <laughs> that could be just give me some eggs and I'll give you some fish. Like so look, y'all good, know, trade. good trade. Y'all know Katie. I mean, they're yuppies, you know. And so when the, I saw them the next day, they were out with their family in the yard spending, you know, what else do we do now? You know, family time. And I said, hey, how was the fish? And she said, oh, they just melted in her mouth. They were all, she said, feel free to bring us more fish. <laughs> and then there was a hesitation and she said, after you clean them, of course. Because oh, yeah, I, yeah. I cleaned them, I thought. California, pretty yeah. slick. <laughs> so in other words, you want eggs, you give us some fish. <laughs> Let's take a break. I want to I want to touch on that uh, thought Dad brought up a minute ago. So one of the things that uh, people worry about, there's a lot of stuff going on that people worry about, but one is people losing their hair. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I mean, for us, we don't think too much about it. You know, I, I've got a little bald spot coming up top days, but, you know, with the pandemic going on, I hadn't been able to get my hair cut. So uh, somebody was uh, putting on Facebook that I was trying to look like Mike Gundy, the coach of yeah. the uh, – because I had me a little mullet starting back here. You need so. to cut it yourself. I've told you that many times. Yeah, I just can't do that. I mean, because if I just go with a complete shave, maybe. I Where these that. people come in is they give you that problem. That's right. Which is a good problem. The, the, that's a great point, Jess. The folks at keeps.com, basically they're saying, we're going to help you hold on to that hair. We're going to take one of those fears away if you're worried about losing your hair. So they got two FDA-approved hair loss products. Basically, you go to their website, you get an online consultation, uh, which would be great. So we want you to keep your hair. Here's what they say. We want you to keep your hair without leaving your couch, which sounds pretty good to me, especially in a pandemic. So go to keeps.com slash door, D-O-O-R, keeps.com slash door, and find out what you can do to save you some money. You get half off your first order, half off, which is pretty good. So keeps.com slash door. Check it out. Keep your hair. So, Dad, you talked about tithing, and, and we, we've gotten several questions. I didn't have it in our question list today, but it made me think about it. People have asked us about that. 
But you actually tapped into the the biblical view of why we would tithe anyway. In other words, that's right. The idea is that you're the you're the father. You're the, you created us. You taught us. You taught us how to fish and all that. So people naturally, then our response was is that we're always going to take care of you because you were the first. And that's kind of the concept that across the biblical landscape that God said, I created you. And so, therefore, you should always be willing to give to the creator. And of course, we give our life, our time. It's not just money, but that's the idea behind it. We've gotten, you know, people, you get all sorts of stuff about tithing and all these rules and regulations. It's just a heart. It's a heart. Biblically speaking, generosity, Al, any way you slice it, it's at the top of a Christian life. That's right. Faithful sons and daughters of God must be known for their generosity. It's With right. no strings attached, you say, well, if you give stuff, they'll take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. They'll start listing the reasons why you shouldn't be generous. Right. Just be generous. And at the way it turned out here, with this particular group, it paid rich dividends. I've heard I never say. thought it would. It, God would be so generous toward us. Right. And, and it's the <clears> idea <throat> was he called it first fruits. He said, look, you're out here growing stuff. I'm just saying – you know, I yeah, I'm the pattern for me is I'm I'm God, I'm the creator. I should always get the first fruits. And yep. so whether there was sacrifice or whatever, now you come forward and see people are like, Oh, you gotta give to your local church, you can't give to ministries, you can't do this, you can't do that, all these cans and cans. They get it down to a percentage. Well, well under the number. law Moses, it was at least ten percent right. and you better do better than that. I mean, all these percentages, you say, Don't worry about all Don't worry about any of Just be generous. Just be generous. Well, we, we scrolled through some of these questions y'all sent in and, and try to address some of them. But I noticed one of them, I don't know if it was on the list today, but I want to bring it up. There was one guy who was like, it was like he was at war with himself in the question over over working. You remember that question? Oh, yeah, he, yeah. he was like, Yeah, so, y'all sent me a note on that. I read that. Yeah, I wanted and to And I thought it was that. a good question. That's a great question. Uh, and, and the, oh, it's Brett from Ohio. I'll read, read exactly what it says because right, I think it goes in with this idea of being generous. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think it addresses a lot of folks. I was going to read you what he said. He said, I got an important question to make a good topic. And he's right. Uh, something he's struggling with. And so he's like, he says, I'm a Christian. I surrender to Christ. And here's his I'm generally a happy person. But my struggle is, is that my full time job. Uh, basically is taking all his time is what he's saying. He said, I'm not lazy. I do work. I get up, I go to work and all this. But he said, my question is, how can people have a full-time job and still be happy? I want to bring this up. Cause he here's, viewed here's, he, he, his labor has become a scourge to him. Huh? Right. Well, and that's why I wanted to bring this up. So how I, would you I, answer that, Jace? Well, here's my, my, my take on it. Y'all can argue with it or – Whatever, but my take is there's a lot of volatile scriptures about working or the lack thereof, and I always bring up that I think it's First Timothy five seven where it says a person who does not work and provide for his family, uh, I think it says especially his immediate family, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Yeah, so. It's a scary passage. Yeah. And so, on the other hand, you have that we're surrendered to Christ, and that is supposed to be our number one thing, you know, living the principles of Christ. Here's what I think the problem lies for this fella. I think he's looking at life as compartments, which I think is the number one problem in Christianity, in the religious world. Right. I think people view their job and their church as separate. Right. They're like, I, I go work because I have to because God said I, I need to provide for my family. You see, they, they use that verse. Well, I, you know, I'm working here. I mean, how many movies do you see where the guy's in the office for years, you know, and he comes home and his kids are rebels and they're like, well, you didn't spend any time. And he's like, well, I got to provide. I was providing for you. It's like a major point of conflict in all movies, you know, because he wasn't there. So my point is, I think I view it this way. Whatever God has given you the ability to do, and and Phil has taught me this. Usually, there's something that you can make money from that you do well. 
even some of these I've seen Phil ask many a time. He's like, "What do you? What can you do? Or what do you like to do? You know, because he'll be sharing Jesus, and this person won't have a job or whatever. But I'm looking and, for them to to discuss their skill set. Well, right, because like, everyone. I know it sounds crazy. Down to the oldest woman, you say everyone has a skill set. They may not know what it is, but everyone is right. worth something. And right. that's why I key in on that. I know I'm kind of rambling, but I'm like, well, if God made you, if you'll agree that God made us, he made us with a skill set. Now, you may not have discovered it yet. Correct. That's correct. But it's there. And he, wa- he wants you to work, and, and that's a noble thing. But I view work as the platform by which you share Jesus. And so and, – and the reason I'm saying that is – in Colossians 3, you know, where it says uh, – let me just read it. Hang on, Jess. Let's take a quick break, then you read it. Okay. So one of our favorite uh, things to talk about on the podcast is our good friends from uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Yeah. Uh, these guys are uh, they're veterans, uh, started a great business – I'm sure like us in a duck blind, if you're in a foxhole or a, a Ford operating base, good, hot, strong coffee you know, becomes sort of the, the way you get through things. So these guys knew what they were doing. I love their slogan for it. They call it Freedom Fill Coffee, love uh, which it. is really good. So our, our favorite is Murdered Out because it's super dark, but they have all different kinds that you can have if you like your coffee, not quite as a, I don't know, what would you call, what would you call our style of coffee? Um Strong as possible. Strong as possible. Strong as possible. We yeah. need to have a better phrase than that. <laughs> Black rifle already. I don't know. That'll be good. So anyway, uh, the best way to enjoy this is the way we do. We join the Black Rifle Coffee Club. They're going to send you what you want, the kinds. If you want to try different things, they'll do that. But we just kind of like our murdered out. So uh, if you can uh, go to blackriflecoffee.com slash fill. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Phil. You enter the discount code Phil, you receive 20% off your first order on any of their products, including the coffee club. So check it out. It's M.O. That's what it is. Yeah, M.O. Well, that's the slogan. Yeah. Oh, we like our coffee M.O. Yeah, what's your M.O.? Here's two. I like that. Strong. In Colossians 3... You know, first he says he goes through the relationships, wives, husbands, children. This this is in three twenty one. Fathers, don't embitter your your children. And then he gets into these earthly masters, which I think it's more the working class of people, you know. And then it says, whatever you do, verse twenty three, whatever you do, which therefore leaves that up to you. Yeah. Is what he's saying. He's not saying here's what you must do. He said whatever you do. Mm-hmm. So that's work the at it. Work <clears throat> at it with all your heart. But it's in the context of this having earthly bosses and being in classes of people. Whenever I see that slaves and masters, which is a point of conflict in the Bible for a lot of people, especially non-believers, but in their culture, it was more. And I think you'll back me up on this. It was more the social class structure. Uh, you know, there, it, there, you're in some situations like with me for Duck Commander for years. You know, my boss was my brother, Willie, which was terrible for me. <laughs> but because uh, we argued, but at the end of the day, you know what? I had to submit to whatever the final word was because he was in charge. I mean, I hated to be under him in that way, but in technically, he was kind of my master because he was like, one yeah. And that that's usually the way he ended. He's like, well, that's all well and good, but if you want to work here and you want money, this is what you're going to do. When we <laughs> looked at the four sons, that were, there's two of you sitting here, Miss Kay and I, the mom and the dad, said this one, and that came up on the third one, Willie Boy. It came up, we said, Willie, is he, he's he's the financial guy. He's, well, he's and, the, and, and you were I, right. I think it was true. You were right. Well, his skill set is that – Domain. He's a you know, I see all these. Well, that CEO. that and he married well, that helped. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. well, he had some when your money. wife has a trust fund, that helped. <laughs> but anyway, I want to finish this. It says, "Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for men." And that one little phrase is what I want to zero in on. That question: Wherever you do, whatever you do, you're not working for men. 
Even it, this is in the context of of slaves and masters. He's, you're not working for that guy. You're working for me. Right. Now, part of that is you you tie that in with Ephesians on in, in chapter four, where he said you shouldn't steal. He said, "Don't steal, but you must work." Well, it, he puts that one step in between the next one, which is so that you can share. You know, we were talking about giving is why I made this connection. Mm-hmm. So you say, well, wait a minute, let's back this up. The reason I'm working, because I'm working for the Lord, is so that I can share. Well, that's sharing with others is actually the opposite of stealing, not working. Yep. The the sharing is where you want to get to. You don't yep. want to steal from someone. You want to share. Well, there's a there's a process, and in between there, there's a fine and a pride in, in your work. So let me make so, a make a little. I'll do it with just solid scriptures. I'll just read the scriptures. So what's her, what's her man's name? Brett. 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 Listen to this. When you when you when you next time you think about it, turn to Ecclesiastes chapter three. This is the wisest man who ever lived. Verse nine. What does the worker gain from his toil? Because our man uh, Brett is saying, you know, I I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy having to go to work. Well, what does the worker have to gain? I've seen the burden God has laid on men. Now, you know, the, the, the scourge of work, that's the way Brett's viewing it. He's made everything beautiful in his time. He's also set eternity in the hearts of men, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Brett needs to remember, he's on planet Earth, <clears throat> and and God has set eternity in his heart. That, that's, what, that's what God has done for us. He's fixed it so that we can be like him. We inherit what he has. Just think about it. If we just stay the course, we be generous, we love him, and we love our neighbor. Watch. I know that there's nothing better for men than to be happy and to do good while they live. It's good advice, Brett. That every man may eat and drink, and check this out, Brett, and find satisfaction in all his toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything good, God, uh, everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it, and nothing be taken from it. God does it so that men will receive him. Now, he needs to keep his uh, situation on planet Earth in context. He said, there's an eternity waiting on you, Brett. You say, I'm working hard, but I'm just not seeing. It's become a burden to me, almost like a scourge. Well, just remember what what Solomon said, and then I'll read you Ecclesiastes 5. If he, Ecclesiastes 5, verse uh, 15. I've seen a grievous evil under the sun. It sounds like Brett. Wealth hoarded to the harm of its owner, of wealth lost through some misfortune, so that when he has a son, there's nothing left for him. Naked a man comes from his mother's womb, and as he comes... So he departs. So if you just put them two together and say, you know, uh, naked I came from my mother's womb, and that's the way I'll leave here too, I better keep eternity in mind as I labor and as I toil at my job. Just remember, it's all a gift of God. We work. You get paid for your work, and you use that in wise ways. It's just the nature of being a human being on planet Earth. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to come up with a system by which you work your whole life, make a bunch of money, retire, and then your kids and all your family members despise you. And being like, well, and being frustrated un- and unhappy, as Brett has said, while you're doing it, right. it is yeah. a scourge. That's why it's more important to focus on the relationships than these things. I wanted Hang to on, read. Let's, let's take one last break before you read that. By the way, Jace, if you look back at our roots, think about it. We we depended on the hoop nets and the trammel nets and the trot lines to catch the fish, and 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 then we would sell the fish 
70 cents a pound on the catfish, 30 cents a pound on everything else. And you say, y'all actually. It was out. it was not enjoyable work. It was Would hard you say work. that was well, head down and tail up work, Jace? <laughs> yeah. Huh? And yeah, smelly. But it, I mean, it, it, look, it, there's great that, things about it. Were, but we weren't singing the blues. That's why I wanted, I referred to this passage in Ephesians 4, but once I read it, I, I want to read it because what it, what it says specifically is what you just described. It says he, this is 428, he who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need. Well, that's what we were doing. We were doing something useful because we were feeding people through the fish. I mean, thousands of people because we were catching thousands of fish. It was something useful. And it brought us together. The difficulties of it is what made it fulfilling By and, the way, and worth it. I'm looking at what Brett said, and what comes to mind is First Thessalonians 4, verse 11. Make it your ambition. Now listen to this, Brett. Make it your ambition to live a quiet life, to mind your own business, Think about what goes on on the Internet and all that. You're like, boy, pull back from that. To work hard with your hands, just as we told you, listen to this, Brett, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders. And, Brett, here's the kicker. So that you won't have to be dependent on anybody. Not the government, not your neighbor bailing you out. You say you live a life of quietness, mind your own business, and you work hard, and you won't have to be dependent on anyone. Well, that's the goal. That's the goal. Is to achieve that. But I'll also say Don't forget that, Brett. Look that up, dude. I think there's something to you being a person of integrity, honesty. Uh, You know, one of my best friends who owns a plumbing company, you think, well, how can that be a platform for Jesus? We've had numerous conversations where some of his employees, if they're doing something unethical or not spiritual, I mean, he forces them. He's like, if you want to work here, you go apologize. In every instance, he always puts the principles of God as the number one priority. Even when his employee makes a mistake, mm-hmm. he, he uses that as a way. And he says, that's why I have the most successful business in our area. Because people know, I tell you what, if they say something, he's going to do it. If they give me a prize, it's going to be fair. It, he's like, at every turn, if their employee messes up, we apologize. You know, he said, I'll give them, give them whatever happened free and saying, look, our bad, we made a mistake. He said, you'd be amazed that when people see that, they're seeing the spiritual qualities of Jesus in that business and the work ethic also. And, and, he's, a, it, and he ends up, uh, 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 yeah, being one of the top plumbing outfits. Well, that's right. And he says when people ask him why, he said, then there's his platform to share Jesus. He's, because he then says we're based on a set of fundamentals that's not of the world. Right. And I think that's what I would like to convey to this concern. If you're not sowing the principles and spiritual seeds of Jesus at your workplace, and I mean by – you know, as famously, Tim Tebow, one of the things he does in his speeches is he'll read that Colossians 3 about whatever you do, you work at it with all your heart. He's like, if you're a disciple of Jesus and you're on any venture, whether it's playing football or whether it's, you know, a job at a bank, you uh, you don't let anybody outwork you. And he goes on this deal about we have the Holy Spirit of God. We're the most powerful people on the planet. We have every reason in the world to overcome adversity, and it's very inspiring. But he's like, you, you'll you know the Christians. You'll know who the true Christians are. You just watch them because they're out working you. That's you know? what, that's what Brett, Brett needs to grab a hold of. That well, right there. <clears throat> another thing By is, the way, dude, that's uh, we're glad you contacted us. Another thing is uh, what I didn't mention is that Brett's only 20 years old. So my take was, you're still you're just starting out. I mean, you don't you don't even know yet. This may be not be what you're going to do the rest of your at life. At least he has a job at 20 years. Well, that's old. right, and he works hard. So part of it's finding that out. I thought about Godwin. You know, Godwin who you know who works for Duck Commander. Godwin worked for from when he was a teenager, all the way up for 21 years. So he's up now in his 30 late 30s at the mill, and he and he hated it. 
I mean, he did not love it. He, he was swing shift for all those years. He, had he to wasn't a follower of Jesus either. He wasn't. Yeah. And and so he didn't know that, you know, but he's just grinding. You know, he, he was supporting his wife and he was grinding, but he hated it. And then he became a Christian. And so he still worked. He still worked at the mill and he still was grinding. But now as a believer, he's trusting in God for the first time in his life. Well, guess what? We had a little open for expansion. You guys needed a guy, and I said, "Hey, what about Godwin? You know, my neighbor." And we're like, "Yeah, to send him on down here." He comes down. He talks. Now, for the last twenty years, now he's past twenty years with Duck Commander. He's been doing what he loves. You know, yeah. he's able to do outdoors and the Duck Commander. So what I'm saying is, the point is, sometimes we have to do something for a while. And it's not pleasant. And that's the difference in happiness and joy. The Bible talks about you can have joy in any circumstance, quarantine, whatever. But I, but I whatever. think if that's he right. was in Jesus, his attitude would have changed even at the mill. I mean, I know people right now that are at the mill sure. who love Jesus, and they use it as a platform. Chad Johnson. You know, uh, yeah, Chad Johnson is the most positive person I know. Yep. And he works at the mill. Yep. It's a, it's I mean, that job. dude is bringing people to Jesus. Because what I'm saying is – it, being in Jesus validates your your working because right. it then gives you a respect that oh God has given me this and this ability to do this and I'm going to be different from the other when they're complaining I'm being positive right. I, I'm I'm going to lead this place you're storing to up Jesus. treasures in heaven and, and when so, I come home I'm going to feel like God is validating my role in this that's why in Colossians I brought up that about husbands and wives and so, so then you're looking at that like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my job here, and I'm leading, and even if it's underappreciated, it, it at least gives me the respect to know that I'm doing God's will the right way. And, and it may just like I said, it may be you know, there's a principle in the Bible that says he that can be trusted with a little can be trusted with a lot, or a lot with a little. So, I mean, you may just have another door that's going to open up for you. So you got to trust in him is our point. So it was a great question. Great thing for us to talk about. Um, today is Easter Sunday, which is uh, one of our, I guess, our biggest days of the year in terms of what we talk about the resurrection and the By the way, world. the quarantine, it being uh, Easter Sunday, the quarantine didn't didn't uh, dampen that whatsoever to me. <laughs> no, it's, it does, I mean, cry, the, the grave is still empty, right? What are you talking about? That's <laughs> what we all live for. So. Pandemic, I'm like, pandemic, forget the pandemic. I said, you know, the resurrection of the dead, that's the only shot we got here. That's exactly right. So I want to mention a couple of things to our audience. First of all, thank you guys for sending in your questions. We're going to do some more of those. And also just for watching, telling other people, because our podcast, our unashamed uh, nation, I call it, uh, is growing, and we thank you guys for that. A couple of things. One is we're doing our live stream. If you're church or you don't even have a church family, you want to check it out, it's WFRChurch.org. Uh, we've been doing live stream sermons on Sunday, and there's all they're all there. So I do a lot of them. Jay's does some in the past, and uh, even got Dad in there on some of the old stuff too. So that's something you may want to check out, uh, some added stuff. And also we mentioned uh, in the quarantine with Phil for a couple of month period here, you can basically get $30 off the yearly subscription. Normally, it's $99 a year. Right now, because of the coronavirus and all that, they're offering a $30 savings, which is really good. It's 5 bucks a month. And so the content we were talking about earlier, you can get that. So check that out. That's blazetv.com. Um, and uh, hang safe. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.